Hello, everyone, and thank you for tuning in to yet another episode of a weekly question that I ask all of you, and it just remains the same. Who raised you, hoes? A show that talks about LGBTQ plus culture, pop culture, with a dab of self-care. My name is Lonnie, your weekly host. Um, I say it once and I say it all the time. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. And for those of you guys that tune in episode after episode, we're the third episode in. I'm so happy about it. And um, I just had a very, very hectic weekend where I could not get to you guys right away. I was helping someone move and it occupied my Saturday and my Sunday. Um, And I just couldn't get to you guys to give you a good show or the show that I think you guys deserve. So I said, I am going to take time out of my Monday evening to give you guys the show you all deserve. So thank you so much for being here with me. I appreciate every single one of you, every one of you that actually listens to the show. Um, Do me a favor. Never forget, share it with your friends. Share the actual podcast. Make sure you follow to keep in the discussion. Um, I'm on Instagram and Twitter. Um, The same name as the show, which is WRYH Podcast. Um, Make sure you like, make sure you subscribe, make sure you download all that good stuff. I I think I had enough of a self-plug. I'm ready to dive in. Instead of calling it the TV Guide this week, I kind of did this part on purpose. I wanted to catch up to Insecure so I can give you guys a full recap for the past two episodes. Um, So mind me, because I only watched one, I only had one watch episode seven. This is around the time where if you did not see either episode of Insecure, I need you to do me the kindest favor and go on ahead and skip to where I am no longer talking about it. Just do me that favor because I'm going to spoil this shit for you. Um, It's hard to believe we got one more episode of Insecure left, and that is this Sunday coming. It's been a crazy, crazy season, and I am so glad that Issa and Penny have decided to pile it on us in the last four episodes. So I'm going to go back to episode six to come forward. I think all of us has this one burning question if you are an Insecure fan. Where the fuck is Nathan? None of us knows this answer. Um, In episode six, Issa and Nathan were in bed, if you remember, and he was saying, how do you know it's real? And it just, they had a moment where they realized that they were really into each other. And I think in that moment, it was dangerous because he started to realize that he actually had feelings for Issa and it wasn't something that he could suppress or hide. Now, in that whole episode, which was very eye-opening, to be really honest, because you had a lot of things that came to fruition or came to light that we always knew from, like, the beginning of the season up until now. Like, the issue with Kelly and Tiffany about Tiffany being pregnant, how Tiffany feels alienated by her friends. And it came to even when they were doing the baby shower, um, Tiffany alienated them out of that. But Tiffany had a valid point. She waited to see if they were going to step in and be her friends and offer to do the baby shower, which they never did. 
But Kelly, of course, got bent out of shape because unlike Molly and Issa, Kelly and Tiffany are very close. So for you to alienate Tiffany completely, I mean, excuse me, alienate Kelly completely out of the plans, it kind of looked foul, but I understand Tiffany's reasoning and even what she justified it with. She said the person that she let take over the plans for the shower was a fellow mom. It was someone that had a child already. And unfortunately, Kelly doesn't know that feeling as of yet because she's not a mom. She's not a wife. None of them are moms or wives. They're still single. They're still trying to figure their shit out. And we it's just it it was a very eye-opening episode. I'm gonna get to my girls because I, I I need to talk about them. First and foremost, Molly, what the fuck are you doing? Uh this have to be the center of attention thing is becoming annoying. Um, I feel like Molly is I feel like she is experiencing forms and symptoms of depression. I feel like after the whole situation happened with Dro, which for some reason women like to align their issues or whatever they're going through to back to the men that they deal with. Um, she wants to be recognized to the point where she throws Torian under the bus in episode 7, completely bypasses him after he says that he wants to review the project before they give it to the partners, she just completely bypasses him and takes the opportunity to up the ante and make herself look good to the partners, but you're throwing your co-worker under the bus by bypassing him and not giving the opportunity to be there for a presentation that his name is on. And I just want her to learn to be okay with not being on top. Learn to be okay with being in the background. Understand that this is a new firm and you have to work your way from the bottom to get to the top. <laughs> yeah. So she goes on this date with Andrew in episode seven. At first, episode six, Andrew was kind of like she was avoiding him because she knew that she was on Molly in episode five and she just didn't want him to, like, she just didn't want to embarrass herself, basically. So in episode seven, they go on a date because he insists in episode six to go on this date with Molly and just so happens Andrew is Asian and Molly gets offended when he brings up the fact that she was sleeping with a married man and she he gets she gets offended that he mentioned it to the point where she got up and walked out the date. I'm like, you are so dramatic you brought this up to him and now you're having an issue with him joking about it and the joke was innocent it wasn't anything wrong with the joke but he had everything to say about it and I feel like he wasn't wrong because he didn't do anything wrong but of course we know our girl Molly she got an issue with everything she has an issue with everybody and everything is just so happens to not be her fault I'm going to go back to episode six because Molly finally sees Dro for the first time since she kicked him out of her house and took her key back. And she went up to him and thought that everything was going to be coochie crunchy. But you told him you needed boundaries. Y'all had a fight about y'all having boundaries. And you went up to him like he was supposed to forget all of that when you said that it's either we're friends or we're fuck buddies. And he chose fuck buddies and you got upset when he had to remind you 
oh, we're talking now? I thought we had boundaries. And she was like, you know, thanks for reminding me this is a big mistake. And she was like, yeah. Basically, he was like, yeah. Then she finds out when Tiffany drops that good old bomb that Candace is pregnant with their child. Um, Molly's face completely drops on the concrete um, that they're actually going to have the child together. I don't know what she thought was going to happen in this situation. I guess she thought that they weren't going to work out or they were going to get a divorce and that shit just never fucking happens. So we're going to see what happens in the season finale because I have a feeling if Joe doesn't make an appearance, I feel like we're going to get an appearance from either Nathan or Daniel. Speaking of both men, let's go into Issa because my blood pressure rose. Now, y'all can't lie. Y'all hoes know y'all can't lie. At least once in our lives, we had a Nathan. His name may not have been Nathan. It could be something different where we was feeling this man. We was feeling this nigga. We was feeling this girl, whatever. And all of a sudden, they went MIA. They were nowhere to be found. You couldn't find them. But, you know, y'all all had a burner account on Instagram. If it's not like a business, a page that you have for your business or this is a second profile just in case something happens to yours. You lurk on their profile to find out if they've been on or if they're even breathing or alive. We've all had a Nathan that we got all hyped and happy over and it just came to be nothing. So I think this is her learning experience around dating. I'm glad to see her and Lawrence in a good space with one another where they're able to be friends and be cordial with one another. And I just, I want them to stay friends. I don't want them to date again. I don't even want them to go into the field of even exploring being sex buddies. I don't want that. I just want them to stay friends. And hopefully, and I do mean hopefully, it can stay platonic and that it's not going to become anything that's awkward because Issa did mention in episode six that she was over Lawrence. So I hope she she keeps that same energy now that we all know basically Nathan isn't going to work out and sis was spazzing and obsessed like like she threw my blood pressure through the roof. I'm like, this girl is doing entirely too fucking much over a man and it's like bitch I've been there but I was in my early fucking 20s young dumb and motherfucking naive girl anybody got time for that but we're gonna see episode 8 we're gonna see the season finale and I'm not happy about it but it is time this is the time where I ask you guys cause I love Insecure so I watched the whole season and it's basically all I'm about so if you have any suggestions on good shows that I can watch and I'm trying to break slightly away from watching reality, I want to get you guys opinions on shows that I should watch and things that I need to watch or that might be interesting to me. Let me know, you know, while I'm waiting for the try to come back on or something, you know, just, just shoot me a little um, tweet or something. Let me know what y'all think I should be watching. Or what y'all want to hear my reviews on. Maybe it's a show I like. Because y'all know 911 did just come back on yesterday. And I just did not watch the season premiere. But I can easily get back into it. Because it was a really, really good show. So that's going to end my Insecure recap for the TV Guide. Um, hopefully, by the time the season finale comes, I'll be getting into other shows. The way I'm into Insecure. All damn season show. Um, 
we're going to move on to our next segment, which I like to call on my timeline or the timeline. This week, the timeline was a little dry. I'm not going to lie. So that means this segment for the timeline is a little on the short side. And it kind of makes me happy because I get to talk about other things opposed to what is going on with celebrities on my timeline. But child, let's get into the shenanigans for real quick. Um, Cardi B earns her third number one single. Um, this is historic because no female rapper has this honor. Um, Cardi, if you're not aware, Cardi B's first number one was her sing- her breakout single, Bodak Yellow. Um, following that was her follow-up single, Bodak Yellow, which was I, um, I Like That which um, was J Balvin and Bad Bunny, which was a number one hit. And following it was her single, the one that just reached number one today, literally, was um, Girls Like You with Maroon 5, which was a feature. Now, a lot of the girls like to sit here and discredit it because they're like, it's a feature. And I have to remind them quickly, if that's the case, that y'all need to discredit half of Rihanna's number ones because seven out of the 14 were features for sis and she still got credit for it but you can't discredit an artist for having a number one just because it was a feature technically it counts because their name is on it and their likeness is on the track you can't dismiss it but you know haters will be haters and it is what it is but congratulations to cardi you work hard you deserve it you came a long way from love and hip-hop Girl, I love you there. I still love you now, and I support you. And congratulations on your third number one, girl. Ooh. So I was going to make this my table topic, but I decided to elaborate on it kind of on the timeline. So before I get into this, I got to get into the pre-story. So Cat Williams and um, Wanda from V103 got into a vicious reading session where she just could not take Cat Williams coming for her, um, her wig, her costume jewelry. He just came out of the gate, just slicing and dicing, grabbing wigs. And I just, I, I live. People think Cat Williams is like this really, really bad person. In reality, he's really not. He's really hilarious, if anything. It's just, unfortunately, what has taken place with him in the public eye has overshadowed his talent. The man is naturally hilarious and he puts no effort in it. Just like he had to remind Wanda about how wonderful his scalp is, that this is not a wig. Only one of our hairs move as we speak. I I, I um I felt the shout of the spirit in my uh, in my stomach just shout out, yes God, let him use you. Remind these girls, you don't need a track and you don't need a perm for your head to swing as you talk. It's just calling, taking the time and taking care of it. Okay. (laughs) But it leads me into what else has happened. So Cat Williams made remarks that he feels like Tiffany Tiffany Haddish could not tell a joke. And she he feels like other female comedians, and I don't remember the other two, but the one that stuck out was like Lunell. If you are familiar with your comedy game, Lunell is like the GOAT female comedian because she's just naturally fucking hilarious. Next to her, for me personally, is a tie between Samore and Monique. Like you can't top the two of them. 
because they are the goats when it comes to female com- female comedy. I love me some Samore. I love me some Monique. Regardless of all the controversy, I love Monique because she's just naturally flipping hilarious. But he said he felt like other girls turn, deserve their shine and that she doesn't deserve it. This and the third. Let me remind y'all that Tiffany Haddish is not new to this. She's true to this. And just like Kevin Hart had to come in and step and defend her against Cat Williams and remind her that sis had paid her dues to the game. And she, every time a man, notice I said a man, has something to say about Tiffany, she says nothing in return because she knows how to stay in her lane. You're not going to mess up her come up because sis took a role like Girlship, which was technically her first movie. She took it and ran with the opportunity and opened more doors for herself, which you would want to applaud, but you're so busy having the biggest claw on her back trying to claw her down to try to make yourself look good. Now, Kevin Hart has been defending Tiffany Haddish against him. Mike Epps has had so much to say about Kevin Hart. And he had to remind him, like, y'all have not had anyone around you come up. I think that speaks volumes in itself that no female comedian, no other comedian has come from the ranks of like Epps or even Cat Williams that have come up and to be something greater. Like Kevin Hart had been in the game for so long, you can't sit here and deny him what he already is. Kevin Hart put in the work. He put in the effort. He did everything that he needed to do to ensure that he was solidified. Like we all knew that um, we all knew about things such as soul plane that was already in existence but we got to know him more as time went on with his stand-up specials i love me some kevin hart even to this day he may annoy me at times but he you can't deny his work ethic and i just applaud him for taking up for that for our black queen tiffany okay because these trolls are trying her at this point because she came up and sis even got an Emmy for her appearance uh, when she hosted Saturday Night Live and they just could not take it. But um, that's my take on the whole situation with Kevin Hart and Tiffany Haddish. I just feel like they are being crabs and they are bitter because they had the opportunities and they fumbled. And Kevin Hart went on um, The Breakfast Club and told the God honest truth about it and I could not sit here and knock him for what he said because it was the truth and with that note we're going to move to Portia Williams announced that she is pregnant Um, I'm low-key happy because she is one of my favorite housewives messy and all she is one of my faves and I live for me some Portia I just want to see where this season is going to go because I feel like they're going to like now that we know for a fact that Kenya is not in this season, which I'm not too happy about because I know half of it has to do with um, Bravo not being happy with how Kenya decided to go and marry Mark. That's also still her personal life. That's her business. They don't have to be involved in everything, which I stand with her on that. But it looks like she is going to get a... um, her own special for Baby Daily that is coming, but congratulations to both women for starting and just being moms and it's the one thing that both of them wanted from Jump was to be mothers and now that they are are becoming moms, 
It's just a beautiful thing to see. I can't wait for the new season of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Because y'all know that is one of my favorites, especially season premiere. All the shade that comes about chat. God. Um, I had another um note on here because the rest of the show is going to be abstract just about. But I'm going to implement because, like I said, Hot Topics was so dry this week. I'm going to implement a new segment, which I'm going to call In My Headphones. Now, if you're familiar with me in my Twitter days, I had I used to use a hashtag every morning with a song I would listen to. And I would say in my headphones because I would talk to I forget the name of the Instagram account that I used to tweet all the time in the morning when I was listening to certain songs. And I would always tag in my headphones. So I'm like, you know what? I'm going to make that a new segment because I love music a little too much to not talk about it. Um, I, If you know me and know my taste in music personally, you know that I live for alternative R&B. I, I love it. I love old school hip hop. I just love those types of things. So we're going to jump right into it. Um, I was listening to another podcast, um, The Friend Zone. And they were interviewing a girl I became enamored with out of nowhere. Her name is Ari Lennox. Um, I'm late to the party, but hit to the fun. So I was obsessed when I heard on my title, because I had a title on Apple Music, um, on the list they had this song. And I just loved how the old school feel was with it, with the beat and how her voice matched it. And the song was called Whipped Cream. And I just, I don't even like whipped cream, but I just wanted to have me some whipped cream out of nowhere. And it just led me to listen to other songs. And even on the friend zone, they were talking about a song she did in her come up days called Cascade. And Sis was hitting them notes on Cascade. So I just was like, you know what? Let me get into her. because I, I, I think I would like her. While I wait for SZA to come back with some new shit, let me get into Queen Ari real quick. And I did just that. And I, I like her. I think she's dope. Um, I think she has talent. She can really sing. And she is signed to J. Cole's Dreamville imprint. And it's also a distribution deal along with Interscope, if I'm not mistaken. And I can't wait to hear what they do next. Um, Nivea is making a return back to music. Um, I saw on my Facebook some of the people implementing that she might have had a battle with drugs herself um, because they said that basically we all know that switch with the lip either meaning you were on coke or you were on somebody's pills and they noticed that when Nivea was speaking and it just it's sad to me because I'm like one of my favorite songs of all time is Sade's Love is Stronger Than Pride and Nivea covered it so excellent that I don't want to hear it from anyone else. Like, I just, I love how she covered that song and she did it with just her and the guitar and her voice is just smooth and she hits the notes for that song. Just excellent. Like, I don't want to hear it come from anybody else if it's not Sade. That's how good she did. And I'm glad that she decided to come back to music because sis can sing whether y'all like to remember or believe it or not Nivea actually has a talent she can sing her ass off so I cannot wait to hear a new single circle she didn't state when it's coming but she did um, shoot a video for it already and it is coming so be on the lookout for some Nivea 
Um, the Insecure Season 3 soundtrack has come out, which is normally always a bop in itself. Um, if you listen and love this, um, the soundtrack for Season 2, Season 3, it's lit, but it's not the Season 2 soundtrack. Season 2 soundtrack was lit. Like, I loved the soundtrack for Season 2. I listened to it for months on end until this new season came out. Um... Who else is giving us some new heat? I gotta think for a second. Um, I, I want to see where Ciara's going with the release of these three singles that she did. Because first it was Level Up, then she did Freak Me, and now she has Dose. So I want to hear what she's decided to do. And if you haven't noticed, she is now independent because all her music is being released on Beauty Mark Entertainment or Beauty Entertainment. So I want to hear where she's going with this. I'm kind of elated that she took a hold of her music and just decided to do what she wanted to do, which is fine. And I love that she's being her own boss. I live for it. And honestly, because I mean, Sis was doing these records and they were sounding recycled every single time. So I can't wait to see what she does and where she goes with this because she has a lot of hype behind her for this new era that she's working on. Um, I think I'm going to do a playlist on Apple Music or Spotify, depends on how I feel, um, of music that I'm feeling. I still have to get in the Black's East um, Atlanta Love Letter. I downloaded it, but I didn't fully listen to it yet. It's a couple of songs that he was connecting and I was just like, talk your shit, but I hadn't listened to his first album really, so I have to find my way through East Atlanta Love Letter, so I can't wait to listen to it in its entirety. Um, if you have any music that you want me to review or listen to, y'all make sure to tag me on Twitter. Um, my handle is WRYH Podcast. Um, send me some of y'all. Send me some of y'all music, especially your up and coming artists. I want to hear it so I can judge it for myself. Just understand my music. My ear for music is very selective. So if I don't like it, nine times out of ten, you just gonna know. Okay, I ain't trying to be rude. I'm not trying to be funny, but I just know me and I know what I like. And if I don't like the music, I'm gonna be really honest with you. And that's the way that only um, music lovers know how to be. On that note, that's going to conclude the music section of this. Um, right now, I'm going to get into something of uh, the table topic. Um, at first, like I said, it was supposed to be Kevin Hart versus Cat Williams and Mike Epps debate. However, I've ran across a video on Instagram that disturbed me that made me really want to question who raised this hoe. Now, I tested it beforehand because I wanted to make sure it worked, but I'm going to play this clip now and I want to hear y'all reaction. Y'all read? Here we go. I mean, black girls have reason to hate. <laughs> I mean, what? Six kids. <laughs> but 
So it was this video I found on iComplexity, um, and he reposted it. And the problem that I have is so many issues with what she just said, but I'm going to go to the main issue. Sir, you as a black man need to be offended at the racism that was just projected from your little white heifer. That's number one. You were raised by a black woman. Whether you're both of your parents are black, whether one of your parents is black, they came from a black woman. You allowed this woman to disrespect a whole race of women. And she don't, and I can understand if you even justified it by, oh, she looks good, which is still stupid and passive aggressive and just looking for a reason to excuse it. However, this woman is sitting here looking like the grim fucking reaper with all this damn dark ass eyeshadow on and had the nerve to talk about some, oh, y'all, um, black women walking around here with six kids by different baby daddies. Um, I know some white trailer trash that have multiple baby fathers and they don't want to be involved in their lives. And just and guess what? All of their fathers just so happen to be Caucasian. So for you to sit here and to jump in front of a camera and allow this man to laugh passive as if what you're saying is okay offends me. No, yes, they issued an, a fake ass apology apparently on the profile after the video went viral. It doesn't excuse the fact that you completely belittled and disrespected an entire race of people. Then she said, oh, y'all are sitting here spending $300 on hair but can't pay your phone bill. It looks like you went to the same beautician, sis, because I can tell the cap starts at the top of your head and I can see where your hair actually starts. Don't be sitting here calling the pot, the kettle, sitting here being the kettle calling the pot black because y'all on the same stove. You sitting here having sex with a black man. You sitting here dating and with a black man, but you're disrespecting the person, he, the very essence of where he came from, which is the black woman. And he is okay with it, laughing about it. So I'm saying, you crazy, you going too far. No, you should have turned the fucking thing off and corrected that hoe in the video. You passively going along with it because that's your girl. What about your people? What about a whole race of people that she's offending right now? By said her racist remarks. And I'm willing to bet you, nine times out of ten, they're married or on their way to the altar. And he's excusing her behavior and what she said, which is utter bullshit. Tell Becky that Mac is open at Sephora. You can get it just about anywhere. And maybe she needs to learn how to do her eyeshadow instead of look like she got two black eyes because you beat the shit out of her. I've had enough of this passive aggressive racism that comes from some interracial couple, interracial couples because they love to fetishize either the black woman or the black man. And then they try and justify their racism. And then you'll have, of course, the spouse that tries to justify it. Oh, they didn't mean it. They didn't know what they said. No, they knew exactly what the fuck they said because they disrespected your entire race let alone your mother, your grandmother. But it's okay because, you know, you boning her and y'all together and everything's supposed to be coochie crunchy and fucking fine. 
Tell Becky, obviously, she wasn't the one with the good fucking hair. Oh, crusty ass, dusty ass, micromanaged ass bitch. Who raised this hoe? I want to know. I want to meet her so I can kindly rub my fingers together, my gnarled, garled fingers together and just slap the shit out of her because I feel like I got offended watching it and it pissed me off. And I said, you know what? I'm learning how to save my anger and frustration for when I record. And I did just that. I said, I'm not going to say nothing. I'm going to wait till I record to talk about this. Yeah, that's what we going to do. Mm-hmm. And I did just that. Um, For the ultimate selfie, I wanted to emphasize the importance of self-care. We are so busy taking care of everyone around us, whether it be our siblings, our family, our spouses, that we never take the time out to take care of ourselves. And a lot of people think, oh, what is self-care? It sounds stupid. Self-care is you getting a haircut. Self-care is getting a manicure or a pedicure. Self-care is going clothes shopping, going food shopping, doing things for you for the betterment of yourself. Even cleaning your house is considered self-care because you're the only one that lives there. Well, in most instances, yeah, you either your room, your bedroom, I mean, your room, your apartment, wherever may have you. Self-care is of importance. You have to always remember to make time for yourself. Love on yourself. And don't and understand you don't need another person to show you how to care for yourself. This is a natural instinct that you have to know how to do on your own. You got to know when it's time for you to get a haircut. You got to know when it's time for you to get all these nice little things done. And it makes you feel good. Make you want to go do other things for other people. But never feel guilty for taking care of yourself. And I'm speaking to not just whoever's listening to this through a pair of headphones. I'm speaking to my brothers, my sisters, my mothers, my fathers, my grandparents, my aunts, my uncles. Whatever your title may be to someone's life. Make that time out and ensure that you take care of yourself. You only have one life to live, and I'd be damned if I make it any more miserable than it has to be at this point. I'm 31. I ain't got time for the bullshit. Okay? Take that time out, make it an importance, and do it. I think that pretty much concludes this episode of Who Raised You Hoes. Um, Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I think after episode four, I will be ready for my first co-host. I think it's time for you guys. I had, and the funny part is everyone would think that I didn't have people. I'm like, I have people lined up that want to come here, but I wanted to give you guys a dose of me and go through a couple of shows by myself to keep that structure going. So I'm pretty sure after episode four, we're going to be doing our first co-host. Um, yeah, and I think that pretty much wraps up the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Don't forget to rate. Don't forget to subscribe. Don't forget to comment. Give me your reviews. Be brutally honest with me as much as you possibly can. 
Um, thank you guys so much for listening. Until next week, hopefully it won't be this late. Hopefully it'll be on a Sunday because Lord knows I gotta have oral surgery this week. So hopefully we'll be on we'll be on time. <laughs> but until next weekend, I see you guys later. Peace out. <laughs>